Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, Julie, we're back. It's Monday, October 12th. Yes, indeed. So we are going to pick up where we left off uh, prior to our week sabbatical. Indeed. In the lovely mountains of North Carolina, which, by the way, guys, we're still here. So it's Monday. We're still in the lovely mountains of North Carolina. But we've got a great normal podcast scheduled for all of you. But thank you for giving us the week off. Uh, Some of you were sending us messages worrying that somehow we'd been, uh, you know, what would have gotten us here? What the, by the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch, right. No, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I think they call it Sasquatch out west. Yeah. Yeah. So in any event, nope, no uh, Bigfoot. But interestingly enough, mm-hmm. when we were, we did walk, uh, walk through parts of the Appalachian Trail today and some other uh, trailheads, and mm-hmm. um, there are actual signs up, and I should post these on, uh, you actually have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. These signs looked like th- one of the signs actually Pretty authentic had, looking. had a, like a seal of North Carolina on it. And they said, what does that sign say? Read it. Please. It says, warning, please do not feed the Sasquatch yeah, with a picture of him in the woods. And the other one did call him Bigfoot. It says Bigfoot crossing. So I don't know. There's some controversy here as to which is which. But, but what was the first one that we saw? The one that basically said, caution, a Bigfoot breeding ground? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have that one or not. I might. I have to go back into my leaf <laughs> pictures, but uh, yes. Anyway. Oh, yes. Yep, Warning. Bigfoot breeding area. No camping. Hike at own risk. Avoid eye contact. Play dead if cornered. And then the bottom says, enjoy keeping your forest safe from the U.S. Forest Service. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. So, but here's the thing. Are they serious? <laughs> it looks serious to me. You know, I, I mean, Maybe. I don't know. When we, we went on our hike during the day. Who knows what happens at y- dusk? Yeah. Well, we can't make this a silly show because this is a Monday right. show. And these guys got to be focused on work. Indeed. All right. So we started out a couple. Now, if you want a silly show, just listen to our Sunday shows. Then Any you'll get a silly show. Right. <laughs> All right. So we started out the week before last, uh, before we took our trip on talking about the biggest, what did it end up being? The, the eight, eight bi- biggest reasons most teams will fail. Yes. The ba- eight biggest reasons most teams will fail. And we started out by doing this podcast or this topic in particular, um, because frankly, a lot of people were confused. And we had a couple uh, people actually say, people that we respected, try to pigeonhole us and saying, Tim and Julie are anti-team. And I thought to myself, you've not read our book, Harris Rules, no, the, our not. best-selling book. You've not read that book, right? What we are anti is non-profitable team. <laughs> we're anti the people who start the team making no actual net profit. That's what we're anti so it maybe you guys should just add an extra adjective on there. Tim and Julie are anti. What would it not be? Not for profit teams. Not okay. There you go. We are anti running a non for profit uh, team. Which, by the way, what's the real difference between a team and a brokerage nowadays? They're essentially the same. Um, but if you're not focused on your profit, if you're not focused on, I think it's rule number three in Harris Rules or something. Somewhere in there. Your product is profit. Make mm-hmm. sure that you read the book, Harris Rules. That really is going to set your course straight for why, frankly, most teams fail. And the reason most teams fail, uh, the essence of it is, we're going to get to the next point here in a second, but the really underlying reason why is because 
uh, people do not put profit first. They put it as something that hopefully there's a little bit left over at the end. So just keep that in mind as we're going through these points. And another quick reminder for all of you, if you guys have not yet joined the free coaching program, we originally planned on only keeping the uh, program open uh, during like the summer months, but we're going to actually expand the free coaching program. So if you're interested in joining the free coaching program, just text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And, and listen, just because it's free doesn't mean it doesn't have any value. Right? Look, I get it. Free, no value, but not in this case. So the coaching program not only includes a whole bunch of content like the uh, real estate treasure map, the 90-day massive action plan, scripts, objection handlers, um, oh, what else? I mean, I tons think of think stuff. Think and Grow Rich for Realtors is in there, Yeah, too. Think and Grow Rich for Realtors in, is in there, and all this is free. But you're also entitled to a free daily semi-private coaching call with one of our coaches. This does not cost you anything. You can be on these daily semi-private coaching calls. Uh, all this stuff is free. All you've got to do is text the word survival to 31996. And in addition to that, you'll also receive a call from our staff and you can then have a personal direct conversation with one of our new member coaches. Um, and you then can maybe move forward and join one of our normal, our, our normal coaching programs. So just be clear. I don't want any of you to think that this is the full-fledged, you know, full suite of premier coaching program. It's not. But it's still something that all of you desperately need to seriously consider joining ASAP. The last quarter of the year is the most important quarter of the year because it sets the stage for your following year. So absolutely, positively, take action now and text the word survival to 31996. So what was the next point, Julie? Yes, so remember, we're talking about the eight biggest reasons most teams will fail. Point number five, because the team leader and or, you know, they're certainly the people on the team don't actually know how to do the five things. That's actually should be six things uh, that make you money in real estate, that create that profit that you've been talking about. So what are those things? And, uh, you know, our coaching clients have this memorized because well, these are the things they're supposed to be doing. The head coach, whether, whether they actually do it or not, we have coaching for. You're pushing the table again. Head, head coach Julie, let's give them the six, the six <laughs> yes. things. Okay, so this is easy to memorize when you do it chronologically. The number one most important thing that every agent has to do is lead generate. Yes, we could call it prospecting, but lead generation, got to generate the lead in the first place. Let's level off there. And the lead generation you must learn how to do is proactive lead gener yes. uh, generation, not paid lead generation. Proactive lead generation is the lead generation that requires you having the actual honest-to-God sales skills to have direct conversations with with decision-making adults about ideally listing a property with you. That's what we focus on in our coaching business. Lead generation and paid lead generation, frankly, those two things are not the same. Though a lot of you guys conflate that. You think that paid lead generation is all you really learn how to ma need to learn how to master. And that is one of the biggest reasons that so many agents are failing right now because they never learn the skill set to be proactive lead generators. That's right. So assuming that you have that number one most important thing figured out, it leads chronologically to the next one, which is furiously fast lead follow-up. Not lead follow-up when you wake up at 3 a.m. and you think about your, you know, 3 by 5 card or what you wrote on your hand. Furiously fast lead follow-up. Once you're doing that, you must pre-qualify, present, negotiate, and close. Lather, rinse, repeat. If it's not on that list, you shouldn't be doing it. So why is this important to recognize in the potential failure of teams? How can you hold somebody responsible or accountable on your team to doing any of these things if you are not already extremely good at it? It's impossible. You can't. And that's what most agents are doing. They're getting into the business. 
They're being seduced into believing, um, even before they've learned how to be successful listing agents, that in order for them to be successful in real estate, they have to join teams. They're not stopping themselves and asking, you know, before they decide to spend money on education and CRMs and all this other Mickey Mouse. They're not actually asking themselves, what is the motivation behind the person that's trying to, you know, that's trying to tell me this and to get me to sell, you know, trying to sell me whatever the widget is they're trying to sell. Their their interests are not in alignment with yours. And if you want proof of that, here's all you need to know. And these are some statistical facts, which is interesting, right? So during the biggest seller's boom, probably of our lifetimes, which by the way, is going to uh, continue into 2021. So don't worry about that. You're going. To, there has been more agents failing faster. So during the last, say, two, 2007 forward, there's been more whiz bang, shiny objects, more do it for me marketing, more CRMs, more branding, more of all this stuff that is being sold to agents as being the thing they need to do to build their businesses. Blah blah blah. And yet the number of agents failing out of this business, and then and how fast they're failing is at all time highs. So what does that tell you? The agents who skip the step of knowing how to actually proactively lead generation, uh, generate, lead al- let alone all those other things, are the ones that are most susceptible to being, uh, frankly, conned into doing the goofy things because they don't know how to discern between what is real and what is imaginary. And this is the ni- this is the nature of how um, you know most agents fail. They don't. No one's interrupting them and saying, "Listen, you do not need to spend that much money on this or that much money on that. You don't not do not need to learn how to." you know, create a brand or do funnels or direct marketing or all this stuff. You don't need to worry about any of that until you've actually learned the six core, absolutely uh, must master skill sets of real estate. Yes, absolutely. So next we have related to this point number six, they waste money by rationalizing that they're buying their time back. Hold that closer because we're in the, okay, sorry. Jill, yes. Jillian and I are in a screened in porch and there's a thunderstorm going yes. on. It's yeah. quite romantic. It is. It's lovely. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, so what do these team leaders do? And even brokers, you know, they waste money by rationalizing that they're buying their time back, right? So I'll, I'll just, you know, create a team. I don't really know how to hold them accountable and they don't really know how to convert leads. So I have to buy more leads to get them the cream that they can maybe possibly convert. And I'm blowing all this money. Why am I doing that? It's because I don't want to do it myself anymore. Well, and right? here's, but here's the more, the raw reason, like you're buying leads you're buying buyer leads, a lot of you, but you're now some of you buy listing leads. Why? Because you you know you're running radio ads and you're doing all these other things. And look, some of these things definitely do work sporadically, uh, but until you've absolutely mastered how to proactively lead generate yourself, until you've frankly learned how to run a very profitable real estate practice, real estate practices it, it, when are you know when they're run correctly, you sh- you should be making easily a 50% profit. And yet, how many agents and brokerages are running profit margins of less than 10%? Most brokerages in the country run profit margins of less than 3%. It's a national crime, right? That's what the politicians should be talking about. Yeah, right? And so the, the, at the end of the day, you guys will say, I'm not going to work with, you know, I'm not going to learn how to do this or I'm not going to do this because my time is more valuable than learning how to, for example, you know, fill in the blank. And so you are you think there's some kind of it's the word delegation, right? Our industry tells you that doing something is less honorable than delegating the doing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's that's so, very true. Yeah, and that is what that's what's happened in this industry. That's how perverse it's become. You are given more credit and praise for delegating something opposed to actually doing it. 
And yeah. that, to me, makes no sense because in the delegation, and who's trying to convince you to do that? The people that want to sell you stuff that you can then somehow use as the delegation mechanism. So they are trying to get you to believe that you need to do things that are going to result in you making no profit or dramatically reduced profit because somehow, miraculously, your time is worth more. Listen, your time is not worth more than it is uh, in your business as far as that goes. Learning how to be an incredible pre-qualifier. Learning how to proactively lead generate. There is nothing more important in your business that you can be doing. No, not training someone to do the job. That is not more important. There are certain things in your business that you never, ever delegate. Just like in every business that is essentially a service business like real estate, you ne- a doctor, you're going to go into a doctor's appointment, and, and what happens if you never see the doctor? You going back there? No, you're not. You know, he's delegated you know, some imp- incredibly important procedure to somebody else because he's too busy. He's decided you're not worth his time. And what happens is that doctor is going to go out of business because not only is he not going to have a very efficient business, but also because the uh, essentially all of his would have been profits are going to pay the minions who are going to essentially do the service for him. You can run a business that way. Plenty of real estate agents do, but you will have no profit. You can well, don't have that business for long. You were well. You can run a nonprofit real estate business. Most agents do. Yeah, until the market, the market changes, changes. <laughs> and then, then you're toast. And then you're toast. Exactly. Next point, Julie. Yes, that's right. All right. So the next point is number seven. And some of these teams are focused on the wrong numbers. They're focused on units versus profit. Sometimes focused on volume versus profit, but they're focused on the wrong thing. But that's something that has been around forever. Forever. Right? You get awards and plaques and recognition for what? You get awards and plaques and recognition for basically selling a bunch of houses or having sold the most in volume. Nobody gives you an award or recognition for the most profit. There right? should be. We should invent that. Yeah, but then they would have to know how to make a profit and loss statement, which agents won't know how to do. More work for us. Attract their profit, right? Exactly. More (laughs) work for us. That's the reason you can't (laughs) give Well, why? So you guys get into this business, right? You're in this business. Maybe you're in this business for five, ten years. And what happens is you're all of a sudden chasing the the plaque or you're chasing the the recognition from strangers. You want the public to, like where we are right now in Murphy, every third billboard is an agent billboard, a realtor's billboard. What are you people thinking? I mean, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. You think people are driving around, oh, write down that phone number. Oh, no, no, hold on. Let's. Wait. Oh, there's another one. Write down that phone number. Oh, there's Bob. Let's call old Bob. Oh, there's Frank. Let's call and old Frank. And there's clearly a competition for weirdest billboard, too. Yeah, it's definitely. like they've run out of ideas. Well, but th- why are agents doing that? Because they're not focused on profit. Mm-hmm. If you are focused on profit, if your filter for decision-making was run through a profit-first uh, you know, essentially mindset, there are so many things you wouldn't be doing anymore. And virtually all these goofy companies that you guys spend billions of dollars uh, with every single year would evaporate. They would go out of business instantly if more agents, frankly, listened to Julie and I and heard us uh, tell everyone to, make, uh, to run profit-driven businesses. Our competition, and I know you guys don't like it when we badmouth our competition, but it needs to be badmouthed. When they are telling you to do all these nonprofit focused things that are all ego based, that are not going to do anything to help you transact, let alone make a profit, they're doing it because they're being paid to do it, either directly or indirectly. You have to see it for what it is. You have to protect your own profit because unfortunately in this business, nobody else is going to because most people don't think like that. In our whole industry, it's not how much profit did you make, Bob? It's how many units did you sell? It's what your dollar volume was. And, you know, there is, the profit does not always follow, or it rarely follows more units or more, um, re, or more uh, you know, GCI. It doesn't automatically work that way. 
you can't just sell you can't go from selling like we did a study and this wasn't this was a while ago but still relevant right the average team that grosses a million dollars in commission which in most of the country is still a great Absolutely. You know, that's great yep. but the average team of like what was it six people that are grossing a million dollars in commission six or seven people mm-hmm. actually have less net profit than right. the individual practitioner who basically is, is selling a, making about 150 grand 175 that's grand incredible. a year in other words the team leader you know, Steve, who runs the team, or Betty, who runs the team, is making less income herself to herself than the individual practitioner. Yet, you know, she gets all the awards, she gets all the plaques, she gets all the recognition. The individual practitioner gal, who maybe has a part-time assistant when she needs it, when she's maybe busy. Transaction coordinator. Exactly. You know, maybe she's doing a contract transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, but she doesn't get any plaques, she doesn't get any trophies. They're not essentially, you know, uh, think she's not peacocking around the office, virtual or otherwise. Uh, but she's making the same, if not more, net profit than the big top producer is. There was a study that came out recently that said the average top producer, the biggest dogs in the industry, are flat on their backs if they don't have, if their income is uh, essentially cut off for just 60 days. 60 days of income disruptions, mm-hmm. they're out of business because they spent all their money on this ego things. Who's going to pay for the billboards? Who's going to pay for the big team? Who's going to pay the big Zillow spend? Who's going to pay for all the Mickey Mouse that they're not tracking? And yet they do it. Why? So they can have more revenue and so they can get more recognition so they then can spend it on more stuff that doesn't result in more profit. Did we explain that sufficiently? Well, yes, but which leads to our final point. Why would somebody do this? Well, oftentimes they're foregoing their own interests like profitability, believing that they will actually be able to sell the team. Yeah. Somebody's going to buy me out one day. Never. I mean, in the history, has said no one said no purchaser ever, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. You've interviewed. Uh, I mean, there's maybe one or two people in the country that even um, are qualified to do those types of um, business transactions, and I mean, can you even name on one hand? The, the, you know, big team sales. People don't even say it anymore, Julie. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, it used to be when Julie and I were selling real estate in the 90s, you'd have all these people that were rationalizing running non-for-profit real estate practices in essence because in the back of their minds, they thought, well, I have market share. I'm, you know, the big dog in my community or my city or my town and I'm selling a billion houses and I have a billion people working for me as part of my team and somebody's going to knock on my door one day and write me a big check and I'm going to be floating on my boat sometime, someplace down the Caribbean. It never happened. It nope. never will happen. People have tried, though. Well, it, that was how I, the lie I, was I, sold. Right. I'm not saying it's not because we say it's never going to happen. It's been tried, and it does not happen. Right. Now, there are iterations. You could maybe sell your business for referral fees. You could sure. have someone take over your business, and you have trailing revenue off, again, referral fees. There's different things you can do for that. But it's too complicated. It's too. It, it's never going to happen. It, it's happened so infrequently that... I, can you guys give me an example of when it's happened? I mean, when it's actually happened? Not what you heard or someone told you, but where you actually saw the check? Because it never happens. That's why. Because real estate uh, <coughs> teams are not worth anything. Now, with that said, the key for you to become rich selling real estate is to remember what I'm about to tell you, which in our book, Harris Rules, is like, I don't even remember which rule it is. But selling real estate doesn't make you rich. What makes you rich is investing the profit from your real estate business. I'm going to say that again. Selling real estate won't make you rich. It's what you do with the profit from selling real estate that will make you rich. You guys understand the difference? Which is why the word profit is so critical. Right. So if you're not making profit in your real estate business, you're not going to have enough money afterwards to invest in order to create actual wealth, 
which means for your entire life, you're going to be doing nothing other than real estate transactions. And you may look, you might have all the plaques and the awards, but at some point you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you sacrificed years of your life for ego, plaques and awards and recognition from strangers. And you sacrificed what could have been a huge amount of profit that would have changed the trajectory, not just for your life, but the life of everyone that you know, love and care about. So we want you to seriously consider that before you're starting to start a team, you need to make it so that the team operates with the idea. And again, this is all laid out in our book, but one of the core principles of any successful real estate team are there no ro- there are no riders, there's only rowers. So everybody that's in your team is actually, you run a profit and loss statement on every single one. And I mean, even the transaction coordinator, and I'll tell you how. Your transaction coordinator is normally an expense, right? I want that transaction coordinator to be doing, you know, assuming you can, doing BPOs enough to to cover her salary or his salary every single month. You need to be doing profit and loss statements on every single person that works for you. You need to not just assume, like, for example, I've done this countless times, and I have, with maybe one exception, have I ever seen anybody that has a big buyer agent staff that the buyers ate where they're making any profit whatsoever on the buyer agent transactions but what they're doing is they're subsidizing the buyer agent side of the business with the commission that, that's coming from the listing side of the business that would have otherwise been their profit. In other words, like say Bob sells 200 houses a year. Let's say 100 are listings and 100 are uh, buyer sides. And let's say the buyer sides are handled by six buyer's agents or four. It doesn't matter. Pick your number. Bob is buying ag- buying leads for them. He's you know doing all this Mickey Mouse CRM and providing a TC providing for them. All, doing all these fancy you know, all this. He's spending all this money to support these buyer agents. You know, and of course the buyer agents want bigger commissions. He's having to pay in commission splits and whatever, whatever. All the expenses associated with it. When you actually do a profit and loss statement on the buyer agent group on a whole, and then an individual profit and loss statement on each agent, what you're going to find is maybe some of them are profitable. But for the most part, you are making no money on any of those buyer's agents. And what's more is you're taking the money on the listing side of the business that should have been the you know basically right. all going to your bottom line. And you are moving the profit from that side of the business over to the buyer side of the business because the buyer side of the business is so inefficient. Your buyer agents complain that the buyer agent lead, that the lead sucks. So what do you do? You spend more money. Right. What if there's not enough profit coming in off the buyer side of the business? You take it from the listing side of the business. Thus, you run your profits down and you're making no money. You guys get it? And why are you doing it? For the sake of having numbers to brag about. Because you want to go to some real estate convention and you want somebody to ask you how many houses you sold and you want them to be impressed. Who cares? Okay? <laughs> it Who cares? It doesn't make you any more profitable. What difference does it make? Is that, the reason, is that the reason you got in the business? Or was your motivation and your intention in this business completely co-opt uh, when you got in the business because you started believing somebody else's dream, vision of what you should become? And did you ever stop to ask yourself why that person had this big dream? Like, why it is that they pulled you into their office one day and said, you know, Julie, it's now time for you to start building a team. Okay, why is it that they did that? What was their motivation? We've talked about this, you know, countless times on the podcast. Here's what you should say. No, I'm a profit-driven real estate professional building a team because I've listened to Tim and Julie and I've read their book. I know it's not going to get me there. I know you're just telling me to do this because what you really probably want me to do for the most part is you don't want me to get time back and have more balance in my life. What you want me to do is you want me to go out there and start recruiting agents so I can add agents uh, to your brokerage. And that is in essence the reason that so many teams and so many you know good meaning agents that could have otherwise ran very profitable and become very wealthy 
their potentiality was sucked out because they followed the one the wrong path. And as we progress into this new world where there's going to be new rules with regards to how real estate brokerages are being run, and I strongly encourage you to talk with Julie and I about joining our EXP group. Text me, text, uh, I'm sorry, just text me directly at 512-758-0206 so we can talk about that. But as we move forward, the lack of profitability is going to, even in the best of times, is going to absolutely kill countless you know small medium-sized brokers and teams gonna wipe them out and it's gonna wipe them out so fast it's gonna make your head spin you have 90 days left this year this is the start of the new year what you do now is going to pay you into first quarter i strongly encourage you to stop believing that what may have worked sort of in the past market isn't going to work now in this new market because it's not definitely take a hard look at why essentially so many teams fail. Most of them fail. Most people that join teams fail within 18 months. Most teams are constantly hiring, firing, hiring, firing. They don't work. So go back to actually why you got in this business originally and start thinking about profit being your product. Yes. And so this is mentioned not just in the Harris Rules book, but also in the real estate treasure map. Because here's what we've discovered. And you and I lived this. It's, it's again, not just because we say so, but because we know so. When you ask an agent, what, what is your goal this year? They always pull a number out of, you know, 50 deals or 100 deals or 100,000 or a million dollars, right? Not really a they whole They take lot what of, they did last year right. and they add whatever they think should be added right. for you to say, wow, that's great. Or they saw you get an award last quarter and they figure they're better than you. So, right. you know, whatever you did, I got to do better, right? right? Okay, so it's not based on any real financial. It's not based on profit and loss. It's not based on goal setting. It's not based on their actual financial picture. So in the Harris Rules book and the treasure map, we force you guys to have your own personalized business plan based on your actual reality. Now, we have coaching clients whose total monthly overhead is about 800 bucks. How can that be? be- now, on both Who? ends of the spectrum, Who has a I'll give you an, an example. We have an agent in Virginia Beach who is l- retired, has everything paid off, oh. has a very low monthly overhead has money in the bank, has investments throwing money off, has rental properties, okay? So that's on the advanced end of the spectrum. We also have younger agents who maybe are still living with mom and dad or they're paying a low rent payment. And we have agents okay. who have overhead, personal overhead of over 100 grand a month. 100 grand a month and everywhere in between. So it is wrong of you to pull some goal out of the air that isn't maybe appropriate to you, right? So what we do in our coaching is we say, all right, so let's look at your actual financial needs, Okay. So the first thing is, what do you have to make per month? Maybe minus, maybe you've got a spouse that's got some income, whatever. What do you, you have to make per month to keep the lights on? This is your bare minimum standard so that there's food on the table, gas in your car, your insurance is paid, etc. Okay, then we do goal setting in five areas of life. What would it take for you personally to move your needle? It's going to be different for everyone. You know, if you live in Iowa and you've got a pretty low average sale price, but you also have low monthly overhead, it's going to look totally different than somebody living in Manhattan paying for, you know, four private school educations at at very expensive schools, right? So we get you to do it for you. And you know what people always find out? It's not that they have to build this massive team so they can do 200 deals, okay? Because they think 200 is their magic number, their, you know, their unit number. It's an ego number. It's like 38 deals or it's 22 deals. It's always less. It's never more than they think. Very, Very rarely is it more than they think, okay? Maybe if they have a lot of debt or some some surprise bill, which we also help them to figure out. But my point is that it's based on something real for you personally. And yes, in the Harris Rules book, you know, we do go into talking about different types of teams, but it's all based on profitability. We talk about, 
not just the profitability, but the lifestyle of a single agent, of a partnership. Well, it, what chapter is that? Like chapter it's, it's about 75% in. So whatever Because they don't get to think about that we, until they do the five things that make them money. So in the Harris Rules book, we do specifically tell you how to build essentially support staff around you. Yes. And we tell you the order in which to do it. And we give you filters or rules to apply sort of a, you know, as you know, essentially when, when to do it, when not to do it. You know, like adding your first assistant, that's we get that question constantly. And the answer is, frankly, a lot of times you don't need an assistant full time. Right. And there's so many great transaction coordinators out there. Just do that and push that envelope as far as you can. And not an employee either. You know, some of these guys make those hiring mistakes because they're slammed today. Right. And then, you know, they, they made something that's going to trail them. Just, you know, independent contractors. That's right. So anyway, so guys, look. Get the book. At the, get the book, right? <laughs> it's a for sale at Barnes & Noble. It's a for sale at, you know, we, we could talk forever about this. But let's be very clear. We are absolutely pro-support staff. But we want you to do it around the idea of having profit, not just for the sake of braggadocious numbers. Right. That's the difference. So all of you guys out there that are trying to pigeonhole Julie and I as being some sort of, you know, team Luggite. Did I say it word? Right Luddite. word? Luddite. Luddite, yeah. yes. No, we are no. not that. Of course, we believe in having support staff, but you have to build it around profit. Don't just add staff just so you can get higher numbers, so you can get more plaques, because at the end of the day, you're not buying back your time. What you're essentially doing is you're allowing your ego to replace what could have been your financial future. Be very, very careful with that. So listen, guys, you can go back and listen to the first two parts we did on this. It's available on Barnes, Barnes Noble. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Audible, every place you can possibly imagine. I want to sincerely thank all of you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. We're now listened to in 54 different countries, and we've set our, our goals now to be the number one daily listen to. I'm laughing when I say it because it's such a huge goal. Mm-hmm. But the number one daily listen to podcast for every real estate professional in the world. Thank you for your loyal uh, listening, you know, listenership. And I apologize for us not having a live show every day next or last week. Um, but Julie and I have uh, we took a week off. Um, we are returning uh, tomorrow, actually, and uh, we had a wonderful experience here in Appalachia on um, walking in the woods. In essence, yes. is what we did. Indeed, yes, and we did that for our 29 wedding anniversary. So, for those of you guys uh, who were wondering why we weren't doing live shows last week, that's why. Um, but again, thank you for being such loyal listeners. Thank you for listening to us every day. Thank you for allowing us to ha- at least have some level of hopefully very positive influence on your lives. You guys are in the right time, at right place at the right time in the right industry. That's not just something we're saying. Real estate, in all of our almost you know thirty years in this business, there's never been a better time to be in real estate because of all the changes. It's incredibly exciting. So be grateful you are in the right place at the right time. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, if you want to talk to me about joining Julian I's EXP group, just text me directly at five one two seven five eight zero two zero six five one two seven five eight zero two zero six. In the meantime, if you've not joined the free coaching program, text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Thanks. Make it a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time... Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.